0: Welcome to the Group Home Riches podcast. If you have the desire to be your own boss, create your own schedule, and become financially free while at the same time helping people in need, then you've come to the right place. At grouphomeriches.com, we teach people exactly like yourself how to get started in the group home business, and on this podcast, you're going to hear their stories firsthand.
1: Jose, what's up, man? Andy, I I thought you were a myth.
2: No, dude. No, I, I. I may be a legend, but I'm not a myth. What's What's up, dude? So you're in Ohio, right? I am, yes, sir. I am. So, sorry, I sound so excited. What What happens is, um, I'm like a complete ludite technophobe. Not really a technophobe, but I don't really know how to use the internet like Brandon does. So this is all real new to us, and. Um, you know, Brandon's kind of the master when he's a little younger than I am. So, um, when it comes to Skype and all this other jazz, so like the fact that we're, hell, we're probably 10 years behind the, uh, the wave of podcasts, but just the fact that we're actually starting to do this kind of gets me pumped up.
1: You you have an exciting life. That's,
0: that's good. That's good. And he recently learned how to use his auxiliary cord in his car. Yeah.
2: Yeah, Brandon, tell him that story. That's kind of funny.
0: We were, we were, uh, we were driving, it was about a 45 minute drive to go check out some real estate stuff. And uh, I think we were just listening to like the phone, (laughs) like in the car and I'm like, man, where's your auxiliary cord? He's like, what? What is that? <laughs> I'm like,
2: like, I, I don't I am. I'm a complete moron when it comes pull, to some of this stuff, you know, over to this gas station
0: and we'll listen to what's on your phone through your car speakers. It was like, yeah, well, my, my well, sound well, teacher. teacher teach me how to do that, too.
2: You, you know, Jose, though, the good the good thing is that if you know that I'm that dumb uh, and you know that I can barely even use the Internet it really gives hope, I think, to a lot of people.
1: Yeah. You yeah. know,
2: because I mean, the cool thing with this business, as as we'll kind of chat about, is that it's really rudimentary. It's really elementary. I mean, I always joke around, you know, when I'm blasting text messages or emails out to everybody, I'm like, it's the second oldest profession in the world. I mean, we all know what the first oldest profession is, but this is literally the second oldest profession in the world. It's not even normal land. Mm hmm.
0: We lost you for a sec,
2: Andy. Yeah. You're putting... Wow. I mean, and there's so much demand. Uh, it's incredible. Are
1: you, are you jumping up and down, Andy, there? I can barely hear you.
2: Oh, sorry, sorry about that. I don't know what happened. No, I was just joking. I was joking around saying it's the second oldest profession in the world.
1: Yes. Yeah. So, yeah.
2: so... Brandon, I'll let you kind of, uh, you know, run with it, but but since I haven't really chatted with Jose, I know Jose, you and I have corresponded via email, but do you mind, Brandon, do you mind if I just ask Jose a couple of questions?
0: Yeah, for sure. We let, Let's just wing it again, man. Uh, I just, I kind of wanted to, I, one, I wanted uh, like the members and everybody who's listening to the podcast to just kind of hear, kind of hear Jose's story and, and where he came from and where he's at now, and then we'll do kind of a live strategy session with Jose. So um, kick kick it off with the questions, and, and we'll, we'll take it from there.
2: Yeah, I was actually just going to ask you, Jose, the exact same thing that Brandon just kind of said. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, tell me a little bit about your background. Where are you from? Where were you born? Where did you grow up? I, you're in Ohio now, aren't you?
1: I'm in Ohio. I, I came to the U.S. when I was 14. From where? And- from Mexico, new-know-English. You ¿Dónde? English. ¿Dónde? Uh, Michoacán.
2: Michoacán, qué bueno. ¿Y uh, por qué estaba en, en este Ohio? Todo el mundo va a Chicago, Dallas, y otros lugares, <laughs> pero uh, la mayoría del tiempo ellos no van a, a Ohio. Uh,
1: uh, Ajá, uh, primero fui a California. So de, California. ¿Dónde? Uh, East Los Angeles, that's there right.
2: <laughs> yeah, I guess, we, I guess we probably shouldn't be speaking in Spanish for our viewers, but Sweet, man. Yeah. So you went to you went to East L.A. and then and then where'd you go after that?
1: Yeah, so I, I, My father was a migrant worker, so he uh, started working in the fields. And so did I. I dropped out of school and uh, and then uh, after a couple of years of working there, I mean, uh, he worked really hard. So he got a very hard work ethic and uh, I the same thing that he was doing. I actually beat him at uh Picking strawberry, uh, putting them in those boxes that you buy at the supermarket. Um, yeah. But I mean, uh, even if you do your best, that's uh, like a hundred and fifty dollars. Day is like a greatest day, you know.
2: Yeah. Now, was that was that in Fresno? I would imagine that was more Central Valley, right? No, actually,
1: that was in Southern California, in, uh, in a place called Whittier, California, in front of Rio Honda College. And I told my dad, "Hey, yeah. dad, one day I'm gonna go to that college because the the uh, police, uh, the cadets were training and singing cadences, and he's like, estás loco. You're crazy, hey, man."
2: Hey, hey! De- 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 <laughs> de- Dejeme, decirte algo. Do you know who? Uh, went to- do you know who went to Whittier College? Who? Uh, Why don't you get uh, one? One of the old presidents in the United States. I'm pretty sure. Richard, I'm pretty sure Richard Nixon went there. Nixon? Okay. Yeah. So. Uh, um, That's that's pretty sweet, man. So, anyways, um, yeah. So, so uh, and then, so how long did that all last? Like, when did you drop out of school?
1: Nineteen ninety one. Okay. Ninety one, and then I saw that my brothers. I'm the oldest of six, and my brothers didn't want to go to school. And I said, "Dad, I'm going to continue to work, but I'm going to go to school at night." So every day, at the end of the day, I would uh, take my little notebook and go to school to learn English, and I met somebody that was doing high school at night and so i did high school at night and i said why don't you go to the college the same college that i was supposed not to think about i ended up going to that college I graduated from there with honors transferred to ucla in 98 so everything happened really fast really fast within awesome. eight eight years not knowing english to graduating from ucla i mean it was it was it went really fast, and then uh I was in the military, so that's how I ended up in Ohio. I met somebody in the Air Force that hey, said, Oh hey, we
2: jose man i am not joking around i got I got goosebumps listening to this story.
1: Sometimes I get emotional, but today is not about me let's let's talk about group homes
2: you, you gotta understand this is literally. And I know this may sound a little bit cheesy, but like, dude, this is the American dream, man. This is the American dream. I, I do not think that you could, that that anybody could tell a better story. Literally, the American dream, uh, w- without question, man. People come to this country because opportunity is here, and um, I mean, you're you're the essence of it. I, I, I love it, dude. I absolutely love hearing stories like this.
1: Thank you. Yeah, well, you have your own story. Why don't you tell us your story, Andy? Andy, you start.
2: Okay, hang, hang on. I've got uh, contractors texting me. <laughs> um, yeah, so, uh, you know, I, I wish that I could say that I that I climbed a mountain uh, similar to the one that, that you've already scaled up. But, um, you know, long story short, um, I wound up, I did go to college. Uh, my parents paid for me to go to college. So, um, you know, I, I was very fortunate from that standpoint. I didn't graduate with any debt. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I can't, obviously I had a, a mother and a father that loved me. Um, mm-hmm. they were phenomenal. Um, you know, hard, very, very, very hardworking, just like your father. My dad would be up at, you know, 3, 4 30 in the morning. Um, you know, and he'd, he'd be home at, you know, five or six, I'd see him on the weekends and whatnot, but, um, you know, he worked he worked his tail off. I mean, and he did it mm-hmm. he did it for us. Um mm-hmm. I mean, hell, not to get off topic here, but I was chatting with him the other day and mm-hmm. he uh we were talking about this last job that he had and basically how you know his hair went completely white <laughs> during that mm-hmm. that last probably, you know, five to, to six years. And uh you mm-hmm. know, it was very stressful for him, but Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he plowed through it, but he, he did it for, you know, for his family. Um, mm-hmm. so anyway, so I was very fortunate because I, I was, you know, kind of in some respects born from the lucky sperm club and, mm-hmm. uh, went to school, didn't, didn't graduate with any debt. So when I started, mm-hmm. I, I was not below ground. I mean, I was on even ground and mm-hmm. prior to that, I had actually been selling, uh, cutlery, uh, cutco knives. A lot of people have probably heard of, uh, heard of that company anyways I did very well over there so I kind of I learned how to sell learned how to mm-hmm. sell over there I was always very parsimonious always very uh frugal with my money and uh, mm-hmm. so I saved up I saved up my money selling selling knives bought a car so on and so forth but I had a, a small little nest egg and uh, mm-hmm. anyways when I graduated I was living on my friend's couch and uh, probably lived on my buddy's couch I don't know maybe for five five months or so and, uh, mm-hmm. this is back 19, well, it actually wasn't 99, it was 2000. So really before the internet, um, and anyways, I was looking through the newspaper and sure enough, there was a, there was a couple of ads for a condo and I had just gotten done reading rich dad, poor dad. And I'm like, I'm like, Hey, I'm going to do this. So mm-hmm. I wound up purchasing a condominium for like 58,000 bucks, which probably in today's dollar sounds really cheap. But quite frankly, I overpaid for it back then. Um, Mm. So the condo cost me probably about $2,500 of of actual cold hard cash to buy. And then the bank financed the rest of it. Um, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, you know, I I went in there and they financed it because I had a job. I had a job making 30 grand a year. Um, Mm -hmm. They used my job to say, hey, you know, this guy will be able to cover his debt service payments, you know, with his $30,000 salary. Well, moved out of my buddy's house, or moved off his couch, moved into the condo. Uh, shortly thereafter, I wound up meeting a friend of a friend, and I convinced the guy to move in with me and pay me five fifty a month. And I think my mortgage payment was about five hundred bucks. So that was really the genesis of how it all began. I mean, I was living for free. Um, so I was living for free, and basically all of my money every single month that I was making after taxes. You know, obviously I needed to eat. Uh, and I definitely enjoyed going out and having a good time, but I put Mm -hmm. it all away. And so I was, I was trying to put away, I don't remember what the number was, but probably, you know, 500 bucks a month, which remember it it is a lot of money, but I could do this because I was living so cheaply back then. Um, -hmm. so I think I saved up another, probably 5,000 bucks and, um, the unit below me was coming vacant and, um. I spoke to the lady that was moving out, and she said, hey, you should call the landlord. The landlord's going to want to sell. So I got on the phone, called the landlord, and uh, the landlord, she was like, hey, she was an older lady, and she said, well, this is what I'd like to sell for, and I think I hemmed and hawed with her for a little bit. But at the end of the, the conversation, she offered to carry the paper for me, meaning that I wasn't <laughs> going to have to go to the bank. Um, mm-hmm. So she financed the property for me. And so anyways, that's how I, how I, I bought another one. And then I bought another one. I saved up more money and it's not like this stuff was happening immediately. I mean, this stuff took, it it took me, I don't know, probably a year, year and a half to save up another 5,000 bucks, but I saved another 5,000, bought that property. Then I bought another one, rented it out. Uh, and I kept going. Um, so I was living well, well, well below my means and I was still selling. So I was generating commissions and that was really good for me because I learned how to sell. Excuse me. I'm getting over a little bit of a cold. Um, mm-hmm. uh-huh. So anyways, I, I learned how to sell and I was making my commission, saving up money. And then in, I guess, 2003, I got a different job offer uh, at another another company and uh, I wound up moving. And after I wound up moving… Um, I had a very difficult time managing those properties. So I don't know, a year after that, I sold them. Uh, mm-hmm. Fortunately, I had bought in a good area. Uh, the area that I had bought in was was probably not the best area <laughs> at the time. There was a strip club down the street. Um, you know, there were people that had been carjacked, so on and so forth. But little by little, the area started turning. And so that was really, that helped to hone my philosophy on how to buy real estate. I wanted to buy in these Kind of C neighborhoods that could turn Mm -hmm. into B neighborhoods. Um, Mm -hmm. I was only you know 22 years old at the time, but they really shaped my lens on how to view real estate. Um, Mm -hmm. So, anyways, fast forward, I wound up doing a 1031 exchange, bought a bunch of real estate, and um, maybe a year after that, I started realizing that there was an opportunity for me to convert a lot of these rental properties into. Uh, I didn't know the term back then. I I, referred, I still refer to it, obviously, as, as group homes, transition mm-hmm. homes, halfway homes, group homes, what have you. And uh, mm-hmm. so a bunch of articles in the paper, I kept seeing that people were going to the hospitals, they'd get out of the hospital, they'd have nowhere to go. And I said, hey, you know what? Why don't I do th- two things? Why don't I help people? But at the same time, why don't I make even more money? Um, so mm-hmm. rather renting a property out for a thousand dollars where my mortgage payment is like, you know, six seven eight hundred, Why don't I, you know, rent the property to myself, you know, one of my, my, my real estate holding company for a thousand bucks and then have individuals in the property all paying five or 600 or $700 a pot. Um, so that's what I did. I took one property and I think we probably put about six beds in it. And I think I rented. You know, back then I was probably renting the beds out for about you know five fifty or something. Next thing you know, I had you know three three thousand thirty five hundred dollars a month coming in, versus a thousand coming in. And I was like, this is a pretty good business. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that's really that's really how it all began. And so I, you know, we figured out exactly what the numbers looked like. And then I took one property. And then I took another property, another property, another property. And I basically just kept converting them all over into, you know, group homes, halfway homes, transitional housing homes, care homes, whatever you want to call them. Mm-hmm. And that's, that was really, you know, that's how it all began. So.
1: And is there a, thank you, Andy, that was awesome. Is there any one specific uh Demographic that will say, "Oh, this is the one strategy that uh, surprised me and uh, got me the most money." Or was it everything around the same, uh, five to six hundred per bed?
2: No, you're no. There's there's definitely going to be niches that pay that pay better than others. Um, you know, anytime you can get in with local uh, city or county governments. You're gonna make you're gonna make more money. I mean, it's that simple. I mean, obviously, all of our money is gonna come in in some respects, you know, shape, form, or fashion from the federal government, you know, via SSI, SSDI, uh, what have you. But um, you know, if you can start getting in with, and again, I mean, it's not for everybody, but if you know how to get in with uh, potentially like the, uh, you know, like the white collar criminal investigation department. Uh, mm-hmm. And I mean, you can get guys, we had, we had guys that were like computer hackers and mm-hmm. uh, they got busted by the feds. I mean, these are, these are not dangerous people, you know, um, mm-hmm. Now maybe the feds don't like what they're doing, but you know, mm-hmm. you take those guys in and all of a sudden you're, you're collecting 1500 bucks a month out of them or 2000 bucks a month out. Of them. It can start adding up really fast. Um, so that's going to be really good, uh, you know, navigating within the, uh, the local jail system is going to be pretty good. And again, you don't want to be taken in ax murders. I mean, that's not the goal, but you know, people that have been, in, been popped, uh, for, you know, driving while intoxicated or maybe marijuana possession or something like that, you know, things happen. And, um, you know, if you can take those people in and, um, uh, you can get the, the county to pay you, you know, 25, 35, 45, 55, 65, 85 bucks a day, it can start adding up really fast. I mean, if you do an eighty-five dollar per day deal, I mean, you're 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 making twenty-five fifty a month just on one client. Uh, so that that's really, really fast.
1: I went in on that. I think I asked uh, Brandon here that question. He says, uh, "Well, talk to him." So yeah. how did you yeah. how do you make that connection?
2: Okay, G- great great question, Jose. So. <clears throat> You know, How do you make that connection? Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to tell you. So the uh, the thing that you have to realize is that you've got to get started. And I'm going to go back to me just living on my friend's couch, reading the Robert Kiyosaki book, saying, hey, I want to buy a condo. And then mm-hmm. I bought a condo and I got a roommate. you got to start. you got to get in the game. That's really the most important thing. You can't mm-hmm. hit home runs if you can't even get up to bat, right? So you've got to play the game more than anything else. So number one, you got to commit to playing the game. Number two, you've got to get out there and you've got to start networking and you've got to cast a wide net. You will you will not be able to navigate the system and get in with the feds, get in with the county, get in with the criminal you know justice planning department. Um, there's so many niches. Get in with the with the rehab clinics. The rehab clinics, you can make an arm and a leg from their clients because a lot of their clients are very wealthy. So I know I'm not sidestepping your question. I'm, I'm just answering it, you know, truthfully. You've Number one, you got to get on the field to, to start taking some swings. Number two, once you get your name out there, eventually people will hear about you. OK, so the way that people started hearing about us is we just started housing people. We started housing them for five fifty dollars a month. One thing led to another, a caseworker heard about us, you know, and then that caseworker spoke with another caseworker, and then that caseworker probably got transferred over to a criminal just, justice planning department, and the next thing you know, she's going, hey, I got a million dollar budget to house people this year, you know, who can I call? Oh, I can call these guys. Hey, you know, Andy, are you interested in housing these people? I know you charge five fifty a month, but I've got a budget to give you, you know, 45 bucks a day are you interested? Okay, We can do that. What do you, what do you need us to do? Well, there's some guidelines that you need to follow. Okay. What sort of guidelines? Well, you need to do X, Y, and Z. And, and that's how you get into it. And look, every single County, every single state, every single uh, city municipality is going to be a little bit different. They're all going to have their idiosyncrasies, but um, the rules hold true. You got to get, you got to be willing to walk on the field, Hold the baseball bat and be willing to swing. So that's number one. And then also, you know, you, you definitely can pick the field that you want to play in. Um, so what, what I recommend, you know, to our coaching clients is, hey, where do you live right now? So in your case, Jose, where where in Ohio are you? I in mean, Dayton. Okay. Dayton Ohio. Dayton, Ohio. I'm going to jump onto my phone. So I would go date and what's the county? What's the name of the county up there?
1: Montgomery.
2: Okay. So I would I would go and just start looking at like Montgomery County, Ohio criminal justice planning. And remember, all the vernacular is always going to be a little bit different. So we just got to track it down. So we go um, Montgomery County, Ohio. All right. Criminal Justice Council. Here you go, dude. All right. So you, you guys have a criminal justice council. You need to start reaching out to every single one of these people. Barbara Dosick, Law Director, City of Dayton. Sheriff Rob Streck. He is the Montgomery County with the Montgomery County Sheriff's Office. The Executive Director of the County Criminal Justice Council is Joe Spittler. OK, uh, mm-hmm. you start talking to all these people, juvenile court. Chances are they have got a budget to house these people in some capacity. Um, so your your job, what, what I would highly recommend doing. Uh, mm-hmm. Have you talked to Brandon about, you know, uh, like an email blast system? Yes, that's how that, that's how he got his first home filled. <laughs> Good. So what I would do is I'd, I'd get on the horn. I'd call up all of these people, uh, or really you just call the County and fi- and just figure out what the email address format looks like. It's probably going to be like first at CI maybe Montgomery.com or something like that. And mm-hmm. uh, literally put them on your email system and just send them emails. The reason I'm a big email proponent is because it doesn't cost you any money um, yeah, yeah. and little by little they'll start forwarding it to all of their friends in the industry and then your mm-hmm. phone will start blowing up. So I would do that. The other thing that I like doing, even though fax sounds a little bit outdated, I highly recommend using fax because, again, it doesn't cost any money. You can sit in your office and you can you can put a little one page document together and blast out facts Faxes. And quite frankly, I mean, I probably did that for the first six or seven months. Okay. And and,
0: I I think that's a great idea now because email, email is, is awesome because of what you said, but they're probably getting like a hundred emails per day. Yeah. If you send a fax, I bet you, they will get one fax. (laughs) Excuse me. They'll they'll only get (laughs) one marketing fax. From Jose, <laughs> and then uh, you you'll be the only one that that had sent them a fax that day, guaranteed.
2: And and definitely send the fax every single day.
1: Every day, okay.
2: Every day. I mean, remember you've you've got, and again, I come from more of a marketing background, sales background, more sales, and then I I had to learn how to how to market stuff because I was good at selling, and then I realized, well, if I can't get people in the door, then I'm never going to be able to. You know, sell them. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. So your job is really to market and let these people know about your services, let them know about your house. Um, So that's one niche that I would go after, Jose. I really like that criminal justice planning niche. Um, Mm -hmm. The thing that I would do and now, that's within your county. The other thing that I would do is I would reach out to the state of Ohio's, um, you know, Jail system in some capacity, and Mm -hmm. start you know yeah let let them make up your system. We did we did that like a week or
0: two ago. Um, just using the keywords you know transitional housing for prison or something like that, and we found it was right in Dayton on a I think it was like their their the county jail site or something like that. They had information uh you know regarding housing. So I I forget the exact link or the website name, but it, it's all about using those keywords and just digging in. But we we found one that was specifically for that, mm-hmm. um, like like a specific email for housing providers like yourself to to reach out to them. So it's it's about building that database, um, and for like specific niches like that, I mean, you're re- it's really just about finding that one or two key people. Uh, correct, Andy?
2: Yeah, ab- absolutely. Because the minute that you can latch on to one caseworker or one social worker or like the administrator, I mean, they're not going to send you all their leads because there's other providers out there that are doing this. Um, mm-hmm. But they'll start sending you some some of their people. And I mean, quite frankly, if you just have one of those people in your property, you can cover all of your overhead, you know, with, in the snap yes, of a yes. finger. Um, I love it. it. So, I, Jose, something else, and I, I don't know how much you've read, like, on our blog, but see, back in 2008, 2008, 2009, 2010, um, there was something called the American Recovery and Reinvestment Act that Obama, you know, initiated because obviously we we're in a pretty bad recession. Ooh. Um, Ooh. Within that American Recovery and Reinvestment Act was something called the Rapid Rehousing Plan. And the whole goal was basically to help these people get out of jail and re-enter society. So you can also type in Montgomery Ho- Montgomery County rapid rehousing or re-entry. Um, so what they're trying to do is re- re-enter these people uh, into society. And again, you know, I am not advocating you taking in, you know, you know axe murderers and people along those lines. But you know what? If somebody so got killed. pulled over for a DUI um and unfortunately didn't have a good attorney or whatever man they might have wound up you know staying in jail for 12 months or 24 months or whatever it is. and the same thing they might have had a little bit of marijuana on them or whatever it is. Um, again, I mean to each his own, but my philosophy is hey you know, I don't really look down on those sort of people. I think mm-hmm. that we can you know we can let, let's let's help them out um,
1: yeah that's so that's what it's all about helping them out. Yeah, because otherwise they might have a hard time finding a place to live. And exactly. be homeless. I and volunteer it, at a, commun- a local uh, jail with my wife, and one of their fears is that uh, that they will not have a place to live after they get out, and then they'll end up homeless. That's one of that's a real fear for them.
0: That's a legit fear we we uh we did an email and a blog post about that recently where it is a large percentage of of folks getting out out one it's tough to find a job with the background Ooh. checks, and it's tough to find uh like with apartment complexes and things like that they have pretty strict guidelines, so a large percentage of them do end up homeless
2: yeah and and if they don't have a house and they don't have a roof over their head. There's no way they're going to be able to go out and get a job.
1: uh, Guys, I wanted to share uh, how I started with you guys. And uh, so maybe it can inspire somebody if Jose, knowing Spanish, speaking Spanish, can do it. Anybody can do it, you know? Exactly. I I love
2: it. You're (laughs) you're absolutely right. I barely
1: know any English. Let me tell you, uh, Andy, I think uh, you and I started communicating. Uh, I sent you an email in June. So I purchased the gold course back in June of 2018. Okay. And then uh, bought a house in August, three months later. Okay. And then uh, it was a fixer-upper, so it took me a while to get it going and run my first tenant, uh, I think it was October or November. H-
2: how much did you pay for it, Jose?
1: Uh, 38,000. Wow, yeah, so about 38,000.
2: Cool. How big was it?
1: Uh, it's got uh, four bedrooms, one bath.
2: Fantastic. That's awesome. Mm -hmm.
1: And then, uh, so we got it finally, I think, uh, connected with uh, Brandon in December. I think it was December. (laughs) So we got it feel, uh, the beginning of the year. And then somebody uh, offered me a, a house and uh, it was a cheap house. So we bought another one in February. We closed in February.
2: Good for uh, you. How much did you pay for that one? 7000 Yeah. I love it, man. This is how you really start cleaning up, man. This is, this is fantastic. Yeah, so yeah.
1: I... I I at the beginning of the month I took money from the rent and I put that as deposit and so yes so that so that uh, that money uh, from the uh, January or February I don't remember I think it's February uh, helped me to to get started on that second home and then I had just purchased that one and somebody said hey I got a house but guess what it's got uh, tenants in it it's got five tenants and it brings about seventeen fifty. And uh, so I stopped whatever I was doing and I went over there and we got into a deal that same day uh, for, I think we said 17000 But, you know, with the timing of the closing, uh, prorated rents and stuff, I ended up paying $15,000, a little more 15000
2: Wonderful, Jose. I mean, I love this story. This is like... Yeah, I, just, I, now, I, now now we're talking about the American Dream on steroids. I love this little detail too.
0: What what uh what did you have those the the tenants that you inherited? What did you have them sign, Jose?
1: I had them uh, sign the agreement, the licensing agreement, right away. So if they don't, <laughs> if they don't pay, buy to the hotel business. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, say, so, hey, let me go back. So the $7,000 house that you bought, how many beds was that one?
1: Well, that's, that one on paper has got four, but okay. in the basement, there's another room that could be, I don't know, so it's four. Okay. It's basically four. Wonderful. Uh, and it's got two baths, four, four, two. two. Okay. Four beds, okay. two baths. And uh, so that one, I'm still in the in the works because obviously uh, acquisition was quite kind of fast and uh, I put more energy into the one that had tenants because the gentleman that owned it, it looks like he didn't do anything for the last 10, 10 plus years. So I just uh, cleaned up the walls, you know, some patches, plumbing uh, and uh, painted and now it looks a lot. I like like the others. I I painted the same colors, so I use the same colors and, and
2: all Awesome, and I don't know, Brandon. Do we go over that in the gold course? Because we make sure that all of our properties are uniform, just because it's easy. You know, we run them all as you know, bare white semi gloss, and um, you know, bare white semi gloss. And we have the exact same hacienda ceramic tile on the ground on each one because it it lowers your overall cost and it just makes it a lot easier because when a tenant moves out or whatever it is. Boom! You tell your your maintenance guys, or you can do it yourself as well, to go over and you know you just slap a little paint on it, and it's ready to go. hmm mm-hmm. We do have a uh, like
0: we have some material on YouTube now, like a walkthrough, and uh, we do have another video in in progress of, of like a construction walkthrough, so that will be that will be added very soon. Awesome
1: yeah i learned that because i i bought my first house when i was 18 so but i like this you know i like the system because before it was thinking about am i gonna make 200 300 400 now it's like how much more am i making so it's it's a lot better and uh, it's just opening opportunities, guys that uh, you just don't know uh, how i was changed my life and also my what my my wife my son my mom my mom is a Widow my father died a few years ago. So I uh, my brothers and I support her financially Because she was the homemaker. She never She never really worked outside the house. She had seven of us. So she couldn't really do that Um, Or at least that's what I think Um, And so this You know the other day when I when I went in and and, uh, I was depositing money and opening a, a business account. I was like this is changing our our life. This is changing our manitry, and and now I'm looking. Okay, so my question to you and is um, based on what you hear and and see. what would be the next step? Uh, I'm, I want to get into a bigger property, or or at least more, so that we can uh, double double that amount. Because at this point, I'm like one and one my active income and our passive income is one, one to one right now. Yeah. So I want to, I want to double that so that my active income is half of, of the rent. And at that point in time, things will change and I don't need to get into more specific than that. But yeah, but no, ab-
2: ab- absolutely. What I would do, cause I was in the exact same scenario. I mean, I had a job beforehand um, right now, Jose, when you find a system that works, you got to, you just got to keep riding that horse. You know, if you have a horse, that's a winner, you got to keep riding that horse. There may be bigger horses. There may be faster horses, but if you've got a horse that is winning, you got to keep riding it. going. Um, yeah. So look, this is, this is a systematic cookie cutter business. Each property Uh, especially in Ohio, because your cost basis is so low. So, I mean, your mortgage payments, you know, with taxes and insurance, just for, you know, sake of argument, shouldn't be more than about 300 bucks a month. Um, You can kind of start backing into exactly how much money you can make on a per property basis. Now, are there other things that could potentially be more lucrative? Maybe. But you know what? You've already got three homes. We got to get all of them occupied. We got to get, you know, once they're all occupied, make sure your systems, you know, are are nice and tight in place, your websites there, um, your marketing systems there, and then go out and get another house, fill it up, get it going, then go out and get another house, fill it up, get it going, go out and get another house, fill it up, get it going. You know, it's a systematic process. So you can start looking at this and say, hey, you know, and set goals for yourself in a year Twelve months, eighteen months, twenty-four months. I, I want to have ten group homes. Yeah, mm-hmm. And if and if you know just by backing into the numbers that each group home makes you two thousand bucks a month, you know, I-, I mean, if you were in Los Angeles, okay, twenty thousand bucks a month is a good amount. But like, if you're in Ohio, making twenty grand a month, let's be honest. I mean, you don't need to work anymore. I mean, that's that's plenty of money. All right. Uh, I don't
1: have a mortgage, so. My biggest expense is my food.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: I'm a vegetarian. So all I need is rice and vegetables. Good.
2: (laughs) Yeah. So that, that's what I would do, man. I would, uh, I, I would just, I would just keep accumulating real estate and I would keep setting them up as group homes. And you know, make sure that your that the entity, the the business that owns the real estate, is different and separate from the business that runs the group homes. Okay. So you should have two, you know, two entities, right? You're going to have the entity that owns and controls the real estate, and then you're going to have the entity, the operating business, essentially, that's running the care homes or running the group homes. Um,
1: okay.
2: You know, and that's from a from a liability standpoint. You need that. But also, it's good for when you do go into the banker to talk to the banker. The banker will see that, you know, they're they're two different companies. Um, But, yeah, that's what I would do. I would just keep looking for more real estate, keep buying more real estate, keep turning them into group homes. And, you know, um, in your head, you'll know each group home is going to make me X dollars per month. Mm -hmm. You're not going to become a billionaire out of this business. But what you can do is you can set yourself up where you're totally... And completely financially free. And, um, you know, that that's goal number one, at least it was in my world, uh, goal number one. You know, What can I do to become free? Free from having to go in to work at 7 o'clock in the morning and stay there till 5 o'clock at night. Um, mm-hmm. And if you can figure out what your, you know, call it your freedom number is. I know it sounds a little bit cheesy, but, you know, that's mm-hmm. true, right? I mean, if it costs, back in the day, it probably only cost me $2,000 a month to live. So, you know, it was fairly easy for me to not, it wasn't easy, actually, it was fairly difficult for me to get to 2000 bucks a month. But once I got to $2,000 a month, I was like, okay, cool. I can, I can expand this and take it to four, take it to eight, take it to 12, so on and so forth. Um, so yeah, that's really what I would do. Brandon, do you have any, any, any thoughts?
0: yeah i mean i think we're seeing we're we're almost seeing the light at the end of the tunnel here because you're you're thinking about this stuff and you only have one you know one home is is at full capacity and uh i believe your second and third property you're you're still kind of mid rehab on them correct
1: no well, the second one is uh, tenant occupied i have i have uh, four tenants in it but there's uh, room for another two and um, I have an appointment with the BA on Wednesday, next Wednesday, to show to one of the the tenants. She's she's the one that's been kind of pushing me to grow because she's like she's got referrals, and I like I need to get another <laughs> house. <laughs>
0: yeah. Also, well, you have the third. The third property is still kind of it, it's vacant, right?
1: Yeah. the The third property right now, uh, the electrician is coming this this week, and the plumber to give me an estimate. Um, I already patched it and put the windows in, but it's got basically the systems. So the, I need the electrical done, which I got somebody who's going to be doing it very inexpensively. And I got a pretty good plumber as well. And the, yeah. and the I picked up the most of the materials already. Uh, somebody gave me a water heater, so I have a water heater for free. Wonderful. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Can I, can I,
2: chime, can I chime in real quick? Um, yeah. H- Jose. Like, I love everything that you're saying. And the reason why I love it is because in life, when you don't have resources, you have to become resourceful. Um, mm-hmm. and, and you demonstrate that like in the in the full capacity of showing people, hey, it's not about resources. It's about resourcefulness. Um, And I'm not saying that you couldn't go out and buy a $350 or $400 water heater, but the fact that you're out there looking to get a water heater for free, this is how, I mean, this is how you bootstrap a business. This is how you make money. And this is exactly what we did. And this is exactly what I did. I mean, I would get used condensers, used air compressors, used furnaces, um, used water heaters, the whole nine yards, whatever I could do to save a buck. That's what I did, and I still do that to this day. Now, not not maybe to that capacity anymore, because now you know I'm I'm more concerned with time. Um, mm-hmm. And oftentimes, I don't have I don't have the bandwidth to go out there and hunt down a, a free a free water heater. You know, we just mm-hmm. go over to the to the uh, plumbing supply mm-hmm. house and knock it out. Um, but what you're talking about, I, I really want our listeners to really hear that, guys. You've got to be resourceful. When it comes to setting up your group home, you don't need to spend $5,000 on furniture. If you read our goal course, you know, you can go over to local auctions and, and get the furniture for free or get, you can get a couch, uh, a $2,000 couch. You can get it for $5. Um, so Jose, that's awesome that you're talking about.
1: Yeah. And gave, gave what, I guess what I was cleaning a house, um, uh... And, uh, and the guy says uh, he owns a few antique stores and obviously he pick and choose the high quality all uh, the the items that had the most value and i said so what are you going to do with the rest of the furniture and he says dump it yep. and i said so so you mean you're going to pay somebody to? and he's like yeah i said what if i take it for free <laughs> uh,
2: <laughs> yes i love it <laughs> <laughs> and, he,
1: and, he, and he's like uh, Would you do that? I'm like, yeah, because well, I can use it. So I have two garages full of furniture for that house that I'm fixing. I have all the furniture, beds. I have, awesome, I have oh. beautiful living room, every everything, man. I, I like. Well, I think uh, the only thing that I'm gonna need probably is gonna be a. No, no. I I bought a, a an electric stove already from Facebook for forty bucks. No, I got everything. Yeah, I'm sure somebody else will come.
2: This is how this is exactly how you do it and it sounds to me like you did the exact same thing when you were looking for real estate you found deals
1: Yeah yeah And and there's more out there that but I'm mean like I need to finish this one and and get it going and then I'll buy another one but you know the same guys that sold me these houses they're sending me texts and said I got another one I got another one I got another one but I'm kind of holding on to not to go too fast. Yeah, that, that's this smart.
2: Yeah, it's you, been, you don't you don't want to bite off more than you can chew.
1: Yeah, so it's only been like what's a little over six months since I bet the other one, seven months.
2: That's and wonderful. I mean this is this is just yeah, I mean I'm I'm so glad that you set this up, Brandon, because this is a uh, Yeah, this is a it. fantastic story for me to hear, but also you know, once we get this out there on these podcasts, I mean, for all of our listeners to hear as well, it's, it's a freaking great story. And I, we, I think, uh, Jose started
0: kind of put like, you know, really putting things into action kind of right around when I came on board. So it it was beautiful to, to watch everything progress. (laughs) Um, Yeah. yeah, it was great. Like, I think you got the, uh, you got the new, like the new year special with the website and the coaching call. And, and that's kind of when we, we connected and I've just been watching them make moves since then. <laughs> Thank you, yeah, Brandon.
1: For joining. Thank you. Yeah,
2: Brandon. Man, Jose, you, you are, you are on the field playing ball, man. You, you are not a spectator. You're a player. So um, yeah, give yourself a, a huge pat on the back for, for getting out there. And um, you know, you keep growing this business you're helping out your community you're helping out your family and and you're setting yourself up i mean you you're not just setting yourself up from a cash flow standpoint you're buying the real estate as well um and that's that's something else that we don't really talk about too much in in you know at group home riches or on the goal course or anything but um, mm-hmm. you know that that's that's legacy wealth man that's stuff, stuff that you can pass down to to your kids or your family or charities or whatever you want to do so it's yeah, yeah it's and so incredible.
1: thank you Andy, and the and with that i wanted to ask you on, on money strategy uh on this one because i want uh money for the next one without getting into much more depth but those two houses they the last two they don't have any mortgage so what would you do if you were me to uh, move to the next house other than saving? Because saving is going to take a little, a couple of months. Yeah. Um, well, what would you do if you were me based on what you hear so far? I know you, you don't have the whole picture, but I think you have a pretty good picture. No, I, too. I, I,
2: I feel like I, I kind of have a, a decent understanding of, you know, what, you know, where, where you are uh, in your group home, you know, career, if you will, you know, Again, everybody is is going to have a different level of risk tolerance. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I look at real estate as good debt. Uh, it's mm-hmm. debt that can pay you. It's debt that you can pay down. It's debt that you can write off. You know, when you're doing your taxes, um, mm-hmm. so there's a there's a ton of tax benefits to owning real estate. You get the depreciation write off. You get the interest write off. But it's also generating you income. Um, mm-hmm. It is also one of the fastest ways to build net worth and, and, and overall wealth. So again, everybody's a little bit different. Everybody's a little bit risk of, you know, has a different level of risk tolerance. But if, if I'm in your shoes, what I'm doing is I'm going to go out. I'm going to find another property. I'm going to put a, a down payment on it. Uh, the down payment that I essentially am able to save from my, my operating income from, the, from your group home business and I'm going yeah. to, you know, probably put 20, 30, 40, whatever you feel comfortable. You might only put 10% down. You might put 50% down. And then finance the rest of it with a local community bank. Um, start building up a, a relationship with a local community bank. Um, and they're going to give you, you know, chances are a 20-year amortization, 7-year term, call it, you know, 5.5%, 6.5% interest. And that's what I would do. And then, mm-hmm. uh, then depending on again your 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 tolerance for debt, you can start using the operating cash flow from that property to pay off the debt even faster. Um, and man, with these group homes, you can pay off your debt on a property, especially in Ohio. You could probably pay off all your debt, <laughs> you know, in twenty four months. Um, yeah. that's probably what I would do. Um, okay, no you know. And what you'll realize is that when you have free and clear real estate, you have so many options. I mean, so, um, you know, I went to one of, uh, I I go to the credit unions because I like credit unions because the money Mm -hmm. is typically a little bit cheaper. Um, Mm -hmm. so I went to, you know, one of my credit unions, I don't know, a month or two ago and, uh, Mm -hmm. just refinanced two properties. Actually, we closed on them yesterday. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I, got a, a massive amount of money, um, that now I just have sitting around and I'll go put it to use over the course of the next, you know, probably three to five months. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm not going to, I'm not going to go out and buy a Lamborghini with it or, you know, anything, anything stupid like that, you know, I'll mm-hmm. actually use the money uh, for investment purposes. But mm-hmm. what you'll realize Jose is let's say you get 10 of these group homes up and going and it's cranking you money. You mm-hmm. know, you may start looking at other opportunities. Um, and now if you have 10 group, if you have 10 pieces of property that are paid for free and clear and for sake mm-hmm. of argument, they're all worth, you know, 55,000 bucks, you got a half a million dollars basically just sitting there. So if you go over to the bank and you say, Hey, I need, I need a, a quarter million, Um, I mean, they'll cut you a check in 30 days mm-hmm. um, and that's how you can really start making moves. Um, so that's what, that's really what I would do. I would keep growing your group home business, Um, Mm -hmm. I would, if I'm in your shoes, but again, everybody's tolerance for debt is a little bit different. But if I'm in your shoes, I would go to, you know, I'd I'd look to my local banker to give me a loan on another piece of property. And that's how I'd continue growing my business.
1: Yeah. And what I like, uh, what I learned from these three properties is that now I want to, I want them almost ready. I don't want to do into a full rehab like I'm yeah. in the middle right now. I want to just like the the one that the the one that I bought on uh, on the first one. It was you know a little bit of drywall, a little bit of painting, flooring. That was it. And then uh, the one that I'm doing right now, the last one, um, is is taking a little more because obviously the the systems are more expensive. So I don't want to. I don't, and I mean, at the end of the day, the one that I bought for seventeen or fifteen thousand, at the end of the day, that's already producing, and I've I've collected rent already three times. Exactly. So that 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 already pay for like, I'm, I'm already on that one. My investment has already paid like 25% of of the original investment in three months.
2: It's it's unbelievable. I mean, and that's what you're looking for. And you'll figure out really what your circle of competence is. I mean, some people really enjoy, you know, a a, a full-blown rehab. My model in general is I don't want to have to spend any more than about $8,000 fixing the thing up. And that's going to include my air conditioning, my water heater, roof, so on and so forth. And the reason I don't want to is because anytime I go over about eight or 10000 fixing something up, um, you know, other complications arrive. And mm-hmm. you've also got the time issue, you know. Totally. If, if it yeah. takes you two months or three months to get the thing up and going, it's just, you know, versus something else you pay $5,000 extra for, it, but you have it up and going in, in you know, 20 days, um, you know, and less brain damage. I mean, a lot of it is really dollar per headache. You know, how much yeah. headache do you really want? Um, so I, am in total and, and complete agreement with you, Jose.
1: Yeah, this is exciting, man, because, uh, like I said, uh, just, uh, it's a different feeling. Uh, it's a different feeling to know that something happens. We already have enough income coming in and I show my wife because my wife was like, oh, we're not ready. We're not ready. Uh, this is going to be, uh, you know, at risk. My son is going to college, and pretty soon this year. And and now that I show her the numbers, she's like, "Really? Are we
2: making that much?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, it is. You know, and and again, everybody's risk tolerance is a little bit different. What I have found over the years, like females <laughs> typically are a little bit more risk averse than than you know than than their male counterparts than us. Um, but you know what? Without risk, there is no reward no goodies Um, (laughs) goodies,
1: (laughs) but it's it's exciting i'm 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 really really excited about the the possibility and i know that uh, i talked to the bank yesterday actually i talked to two of them and i said hey what is your seasoning requirement to refinance one of these properties i mean uh, one of them is free and clear and rendered in 1800 what can you do Uh, he's like well if it's a the bank said, hey, "Let me let me think about it because if the rental were kind of limited. If it was your primary, but you already told me it's not your primary." I said, "Yeah, it's not my primary." Uh, so I'm going to go to the credit union and 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 see what they have. But the the banker, uh, it sounds like the traditional bank might not be the best option to refinance. That,
2: that's some that's something else. And Brandon and I have discussed uh, putting a little course together. Um, essentially learning how to talk to your local banker. Um, It's not as simple as just going in there and saying, Hey, here are my properties. You know, can you refinance me? I mean, there's, there, there's some art and science involved. Um, Mm -hmm. So if if you need some help with that, you know, we can jump on another coaching call and and we can, we can definitely walk you through that. if need be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, this, this is, this is awesome. I would say also, Um, you know, we can kind of communicate a little bit on email as well about some other niches to go after, uh, one niche that, you know, I didn't mention when you asked me earlier, as far as how lucrative they can be is, and I may have, I may have touched on it a little bit is going after a lot of these, you know, high net worth families that have got kids with, you know, drug and alcohol. So, um, they're typically going to be referred to as sober homes, rather than okay. um but that's you know and you're gonna put some different systems in place like a 10-step program so on and so forth but rather than getting your traditional five fifty six fifty a thousand bucks a month you know you can charge a lot more I like that I like so that. yeah there there's a ton of niches within the space um but all in all the, the great thing about it is that you're helping out your community uh, and you're helping out your family, you know, just through you know the reward of helping others, but also the financial. Rewards. Yeah, and,
1: and I mean, some of these guys are like, like the first house. Uh, most of those guys are veterans, and and they feel good about it. They tell their stories, and they sit down and talk, and you know, it's like a it's like a family for. Them. I mean, as the yeah. fam- family that they they don't have clothes. I mean, they created. Uh, a community or a family, if you will.
2: Yep. E- each each house really is its own little family. I mean, that's what you'll find. And you will also find, you know, it's not all, you know, bubblegum gum and ra- rainbows. Um, you're going to have just like you have, you know, not fortunately, my family doesn't have this, but, you know, just like there are, uh, you know, family uh, altercations and whatnot, you're going to have people that don't get along with other people in these houses. And you're going to have, that's another reason why it's good to have a lot of these properties. A lot of these group homes is that if one person's not getting along with another person, you can move them over to a different property. Yeah. Um, yes. But, um, Brandon, you got any, uh, any final thoughts? Um,
0: I would say just to kind of reiterate what, what you said when he kind of asked for like, uh, kind of where to go. I think, I, I think you, it's just about, you know, washing, rinsing, and, and repeating at this point, Jose, yeah. I mean, you have, you kind of have, you have referral source, you have, you have a lead source as well for, for your properties. Um, it's just about knocking them down, improving your systems, uh, maybe getting a construction crew so you don't have to be in there patching walls yourself and stuff. <laughs> but Um, I mean, I I can, I can see it. You're like, you're like in the middle, in the middle of the tunnel right now with like the light, you can kind of see the the light at the end. So it's exciting to see.
2: And Jose, one, one last thing for you. Um, as I was looking, looking this up earlier on and I'll, I'll text this, not text, but I'll email this over to you. Um, Mm -hmm. in your local community, there is something called the Ohio mental health and addiction services department. It's Mm -hmm. I O M H A S. Are you familiar with that? No. So anyways, there was a community plan approved in basically the end of 2017, uh, for the provision of mental health and addiction services. Okay. Um, Mm -hmm. and I'll send you over the document, but you know, in there, there, there's a housing component. So there's a recovery housing component, um, and i yeah, I'll send it over to you and, and hopefully there's some names in there that you can, you can reach out to.
0: I think you, you guys, you, you just saw it now, Andy.
2: Yeah. I'm I'm
0: just seeing it right here. So See? just all, all about getting in there, digging in and, 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 uh, yeah, just finding the right people. That's awesome. <laughs> any, uh, any, any parting words, fellas.
1: this is exciting guys because i mean like like i said this uh, freedom i uh, like it's this is it's just obviously by no means uh, like you said um, millions or anything but i feel like millions already you know yeah in my in my, in my mind because i like uh, let's say somebody comes in and take those properties i know i can go out and do it again in a couple of months you know or in a different city or a different place so this is changing you know, and and the more problems we solve, the more confidence. Uh, you know, self-determination obviously is there, and it's been there for years since I've been, I've been working for a long time. But you see, that that it's working, and that there's money uh, to be made, or actually being made right now, as we see that see here, and just just knowing that, you know, there's eight, ten people working, or, you know getting up in the morning uh, to pay me at the beginning of the month that's exciting so my question is like how can i get it to how can i double that and so i'm gonna that's my that's my little mantra um how can i double that how can i double that and i'm always thinking about how can i how can i double it and you know that that uh, that actually got me to uh, clean a uh, room that was for storage uh, the previous owner used it for storage and I'm like okay it's not is not a it's not a lot but it adds another uh us see well, not five thousand but uh, around uh, over 4 thousand a year so I mean it's just one room but those little things you know, so I'm excited about this and and I might <clears throat> I might not sound like it because I I was I, I have the I'm under the weather, but I'm really excited about this. And I can't wait to see what the, what, I mean, we're still, we're still in April, in May, but, um, you know, I think we can certainly get another, at least two or three more properties this year.
2: Fantastic, man. Um, well, sounds good. I'm going to, I'm going to need to sign off. Cause I've got the guys call, <laughs> the guy, the, the guys calling me, but, uh, Jose, man, it was awesome meeting you over the, uh, you know, over Skype. um, Super excited that you're doing well, and and Brandon and I are going to be here rooting you on and cheering you on. And obviously, I just popped you over that email that I told you about as well. So take a look at that.
1: Thank you so much, guys. Really
0: appreciate it. All right, uh, Jose, awesome. Uh, keep keep doing what you're doing. And uh, once you get the you know number six and seven, we'll uh, we'll pop in here for for round two, and you'll probably be. <laughs> You'll probably be self-employed at that, at that point, I'm guessing.
1: Yeah, don't say that too loud. <laughs> that's great.
0: <laughs> maybe it's a big, maybe <laughs> well, uh, we're going to, we're going to wrap up. That's uh that's podcast number two. Um, hope, hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, if you are not signed up already, Head over to grouphomeriches.com. Get started with the free training material at least. Um, If you guys have any questions on that, feel free to reach out. We also have a ton of free information on our blog, YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. Uh, Make sure to subscribe to this podcast. And we hope to hear many, many, many more stories like Jose's here.
2: Cool. Thanks, guys. All right, guys. Thank you. Thank you. You Love later. you. <laughs> <laughs>